Welcome to the She Is Awesome podcast, the home for women business owners filled with extraordinary stories, giggles, and thoughtful conversations, offering inspiring takeaways for your life and your business. Episode 11. In this episode, I will talk about a very common problem that we women in business experience. It's called mental workload and business performance. So basically, it's choosing between family duties and mind the wording, I'm not saying family and business. Look, I'm a mom, a business owner, a passionately in love wife, and I admit I fucking struggle to combine it all and perform my best in all of it. You know, if this is adulting, I'm telling you, it's hard. And I do fall in the trap of kind of deprioritizing myself, and it does happen quite often. But I guess I have a very privileged place, i.e. I'm working with like-minded women business owners, and that actually allows me a lot of moment of self-awareness. You know, there is a saying, the best thing about coaching others is that you also coach your unconscious mind. And it's a real privilege. And, you know, it really happens in the background and you don't even know it's happening, but it can actually give you some perspective in crisis moments. And today I am going to share with you a really defining moment in my life that happened really recently. But before I continue, please have a look at the show notes. You have a special 10% discount code for our quarterly planning sessions, which happen at the end of each quarter. And as you know, one of the real empowerment points, both in your business and life, is continuous planning. So if you send me an email with that code, I will get you your 10% discounted ticket. So let me get back to that day when I held a boiling hot mocha pot. Yeah, I did that. That was a life shift moment for me. It really became a mental image like, you know, don't touch this, a border not to cross. And it's really helpful now. And let me tell you the story. So it was a Saturday morning and, you know, one of those ones where God knows why I decided to put my superwoman hat on and I was up and running around errands. You know, I was doing tons of stuff. It was only 9 a.m. in the morning and I was already up for like two hours and I had already done tons of shit. Like, I don't know, the laundry was in. I had checked the next week's social media schedule for my business. My daughter woke up. We had cuddles in bed. We had showered. I had emptied the dishwasher. I mean, you know, all the stupid chores that I had in my head before I went even to bed. You know, I was like, oh, don't forget to water the plants, you know, or don't forget to call this mom from school because she sent you a message and you didn't answer back. So all that big list of stuff in my head, I was literally like a machine doing things. I had already talked to the gas engineer who had canceled on me. I had talked to my mom because she calls me like 500 times. I had talked to that mom from the school and today was going to be long because my to-do list was long. So I took a little 
moment to make my coffee and have a little coffee. And I was still going through the list and what I was going to do. And then it happened. My daughter said one more time, mom, you know, mommy. And probably it was the 357th time in that morning. And I don't know how even it happened. Why did I do it? But I literally grabbed the boiling mocha pot by mistake. And my hand was on fire. And the others was continuing to say, mommy, to get my attention. Like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And that sound was growing in my ears. And I was trying to hold everything in and not scream, but could really not control the tears coming to my eyes. And I took the ice pack and I told to my husband, you know what, I really need to go for a walk. And he didn't even know he was in bed watching something. And I left for a long walk. I left the house. I was in tears. My hand was throbbing. Nothing major. There was no blister or anything, but it was really painful. And more it hurt, more I was able to cry. And I was crying. And actually, the first part of my walk was just about tears, you know, tears literally running down my cheeks and I couldn't even control them. Then I went into a very long process of accusation and blame. Of course, it was all his fault. He was lying in bed watching whatever. If he helped me, I would be less stressed, right? And he could at least empty the dishwasher the night before. Also, why the engineers didn't show up on time and I had to reorganize everything. That added another layer into my day. And Nina, I mean, she's old enough to be a bit more self-sufficient, right? And seriously, my mom calls me like 500 times a day. Can she just not leave me alone, you know? And everybody but me was to be blamed. Everybody. Everybody was taking it. And after the venting and crying, which lasted probably two hours, I was in the park and sat on the wet grass and took a deep breath. It was time. I could feel it. And it was time to look and see the true nature of the problem. You know, the one that will hurt more than my hand. Because let's admit, if my mind was intelligent enough to blame just one person, it could have tricked me in its game. But blaming even my four and a half year old kid, there my conscious brain really woke up and went, whoa, what's going on here? You know, let's take a step back and look into all this. So I dig deeper and it wasn't nice. It was a bit brutal and it's always brutal to self-face. But I kind of got into a really clear moment of behavioral awareness. And I knew that I had to make some life-changing decisions because ultimately it was my behavior. It was my choices to get up at seven and attack today. And it was also my choice to not ask help or also why would I actually for someone who needs their weekend to recharge to contribute at 7 a.m. into the house chore. So it was complicated and I could sense it. And I know that many women who are in the workforce, especially if they have kids, experience similar kind of shit. We all do. I have not yet met a woman 
who does not carry more than she can or she should. You know, it's a characteristic that we grow up with and we kind of own it. And it's even sometimes a moment of pride. I was able to do this, 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 you know. So it's really important to be able to face our own patterns. Now, let's talk a little bit about this idea of mental workload, right? There are now studies around the concept of this idea. And if you haven't heard before, Google says as the exact definition, mental workload reflects the amount of mental resources required to perform a set of tasks. Sustained high mental workload will cause mental fatigue, decreased performance, and even detrimental health effects in the long run. So basically, if your mental workload is high, you will not be great at whatever you do, like even making a simple coffee without burning your hand. But also, you're not going to be a good leader in your business. You're not going to perform better or at your peak. And you cannot be a great man or a great wife or a great person for yourself, you know, show up for yourself. So we got to really understand the impact of this. And if you Google, there are a ton of articles showcasing how and why women's mental workload is much higher than men and how women perform much more emotional and cognitive labor at home. So there are traditional gender patterns in the household duties that are still heavily ingrained in our modern society. Look, I'm a feminist. And I keep talking about equality, but I have to admit that a big part of the household duties are on my shoulders. At least the responsibility of getting them done is on my shoulders. And also, you know, in many cases, if you look at women's earnings, it's not really enough to cover childcare or household help, you know, to allow women to go freely to work. And without even thinking about the school run or doing the house duties or caregiving. And this is even more prominent with women solopreneurs and micro business owners as their income can be less stable. And more importantly, this overload of mental labor, as I was saying, creates a really vicious cycle for us because we can't perform at our peak in our work life, which means Less we can shine at work, more we are bound to housework, right? You can't get that promotion because you didn't present or defend yourself like the guy who was thinking about that all the time because you were actually thinking about something else at home. At this moment, it's not even the fault of anybody, neither HR nor the guy, right? So, okay, this is the situation. You know, this is the reality this is the thing that we have to deal with. And what can we do about it? Look, girl, I'm telling you, the mocha pot was very hot. And it made me realize a few things that I'm now integrating in my life to unload my luggage. But that really does not mean that the key takeaways that I will share with you will be the solution to everything. I am against any neoliberal feminist talk around 
if you want it hard enough, you can get it or work hard and make it happen. Or if I can do it, anyone can do type of bullshit. I believe in diversity and I am a true fighter for understanding genuinely the diversity. We are all diverse in how we are, how we lead our lives and families and businesses. And I know that unless we change the system to make it simple and affordable to have proper child care and household help or to give access to equal opportunities to women in the workforce and educate and empower men to break still remaining gender patterns in life, we are swimming up against the stream and no amount of commitment and hard work and will can change that. So we really need to kind of put this, you know, as a fact that we have to all work to change the system. But there are things that we can adopt. There are behaviors that we can change or improve that can start the whole change from within, right? Because if we actually don't change our look at it and our behavior more than our perspective, but our behavior, the system does not need to change. The system has to change and to change the system, we need to do something as well. So now I'm not expert at this, but here are a few mantras that I came up for myself. I'm not pretending that it could work for everyone, but you know, be my guest to be inspired and write your own. Really take time, take 10 minutes, half an hour, whatever, and write your own. And if you find more of them, please let me know. Please send them my way. So here are my 10 mantras, right? That really needs to actually change my own behavior. Okay, one, if you happen to wake up early or find extra time in the day, for fuck's sake, do not fill it with chores. Instead, make a cup of tea, read a few pages of your book, listen to a podcast, go for a walk, do yoga, whatever rings your bell, do something that will grow you and that will benefit you. Two, apply business logics to your home. What are they? So A, the family growth is possible if actually everyone becomes independent. So don't try to micromanage everything. B, the family is happy if everyone is contributing where they are skilled. So I should not expect from everyone to perform in everything properly or better or at my standards. C, the family will thrive if I delegate properly. So hiring help is important. You know, in that idea, I came up with the third mantra, which is play the dead. And this is my logic around it. If I was to die, God forbid, life will continue for everyone, even for my child, you know, and they will find a way to survive and thrive. So time to time, I'm going to play the dead and let them thrive by themselves. It's called independence, mama. So just, you know, just step back. And that's a mantra for myself. I hope you're doing it as well. Mantra four, apply family rules to my business. My business needs my love and nurturing to grow and become my life ally. 
my business needs my quality time and my business needs me as a healthy founder. So I owe my business to unload my mental work, to perform better in my business. Mantra five, my work that I love, I'm passionate about rules over any house chores that I hate in general, right? I'm not passionate about laundry or anything. So definitely I need to choose my work whenever there is house chores. My mantra six, close the door. There is a door between home and work. And when I'm at work, I work. There is nothing else. I work. If I take a little break, it's for me. Okay. And when I am at home, it's family time. I nurture that relationship with my family or with the house. I create my home. Simple. The door stays closed. I don't have to answer my emails when I'm at home. I need to be able to create that separation. And I know that especially after COVID and uh, with working from home, that boundary got really, really blurry for a lot of us. But we really need to reinstore it and really make it happen to create healthy relationship with home and healthy relationships with work. Mantra seven, take time to plan my business and my life. Okay, because when I know where I am going and how to get there, I'm in control and I don't feel overwhelmed. And I can make decisions based on my priorities. So it's much more informed and much more harmonious. And I can create free time that is completely also guilt-free. My mantra eight, for me, planning should not be a chore. It's actually an enabler and planning the holidays, the meals, the career, the business, the time, year, quarter, weeks, all of it is actually allowing me to gain control and to create free time for my brain. And that is really important because it means I actually got rid of the mental workload. So plan the heck out of it. My mantra nine, we're coming towards the end. Be ready and flexible to change the plan because it will change. It will change. And if you tell me, well, why are we planning then? It's because even when it changes, you know the direction and you know how to get there. So it's just the road that you have taken was closed and you just need to change that, right? So it's really still a very empowering activity. And my mantra 10, which is really, really important. I think it's actually the most important one. Ready? Okay. No one died because they ate pizza two days in a row. And that is really important, you know, because we don't have to cook every day. We don't have to be at our pest every day in everything. And it's okay to eat the fucking pizza two days in a row or even three days in a row. It's okay, really. It didn't kill anyone. So what I'm trying to say here is, Give yourself a slack and let go a little bit with what needs to happen. That's when you're going to gain again that power of, right, it's not about should and must, but it's about where I am going. And that's my 10 mantras. Yeah, they're written down in my journal. 
And some of them are on my wall. And now I'm sharing them with you because I think, I think we are all suffering from this mental workload shit. And I think, although it's a very systemic problem, we're not going to get an answer from governments or authorities tomorrow. So we really need to change our own behaviors to be able to empower ourselves as business owners, as women, as daughters and wives and friends and uh, moms, so that we can actually show up with a happier self, you know. And I can't say I follow them all the time, but now they have a putting force for me. You know, when you write something down and you say, I'm going to change in this direction, at least it creates a moment of, okay, let me think, is it really important to, you know, do this chore right now? And what I try to check in is mostly like, do I have time for this? And is my energy tank full? Can I create some fun around it? And then I would attack things like that. And I allow myself to drop the balls. You know, I allow that. And that feels really, really liberating. So question, what do you think? Do you have a plan to reduce your mental workload? What is creating the most of your mental workload? Can you pinpoint it? These are the questions that if you answer to, you will start to actually see a little bit clearer. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And if so, please leave a review. It would really, really make my day. And if you find any more of mantras in empowering ourselves and each other in becoming freer and carrying less load, just send me an email. And finally, quick reminder, check the show notes for your 10% discount on our planning events. Have a wonderful, light, and fun day. Cheers. Well, my friend, thank you for listening to this She Is Awesome podcast. If you want to share your extraordinary story and dare to inspire others, send an email to hello at academyweed.com. You can find the email address in the show notes. Well, let's meet here again next week. Take care. Bye now.